Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 1031, welcome back in the zone. Joe Klein has made a triumphant return. Really been missing him. That's sincere. Yes. I don't know what, yes, you're, what, what do you was the, What was the text today? Today you're like, do you want me well, to come no, in or do you mean, mean to come no, back? I was some driving other time? here and hey, Zach's on the show. We got so and so calling in. You went through what about eight people? Sometimes I don't. Did you me- hear my name was. <laughs> Sometimes I don't mention the pigskin preacher on Fridays. It's just assumed. Well, it hurts you're going to be here. I just want you to know he's talked to me about it. Yeah. It hurts him. That surprised me, but I didn't think you had any feelings. <laughs> Zach Fisher's joining us in studio, the uh, professional golfer who just returned from Liverpool. And these guys are making wisecracks about dead beetles over here like a bunch of a-holes. Zach, that is not how we roll here. You listen to the show enough. You know better than that. It's good to see you. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be in here with you guys. Uh, this is a, it's pretty awesome. I think it's the first time I've been a radio, uh, in, a, uh, in a studio, so it's awesome. Buddy, you just played the Open Championship. This is pretty lame, let's be honest, comparatively. <laughs> no, okay? no, no, no. So okay, we were talking in the break. How does how does one qualify for uh, the Open Championship? And you did it a little bit in a unique way. And it's almost—I mean, I don't want to compare it to a lottery winner, but it was. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a long shot. And you—you know—it's like the. It kind of reminds me of the TBT. It's like these guys all go play TBT. It's like, okay, what do we get if we win? A million dollars. What do we get if we get second? Nothing. Yeah. So I mean, basically, that's what you just did. But luckily, your gamble paid off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh... Every continent in the world gets a spot into the British Open. That's like it's because it's the world's championship, right? Like so, it's just easier for them to uh, just give a spot to every single continent. And so South America. And so I play on the Corn Ferry Tour, and our Corn Ferry season ended in September. And so uh, I was like, Hey, honey, do you want to? You mind if I just go to? South America and try to qualify for the British Open because um, that was the only reason to really go down there. I've, had that, that, I've had that conversation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several yeah. times. With, now, when you say honey, you mean to your wife. Yeah, not to to my wife. Not, you didn't say that to Joe Klein. No, 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 no. <laughs> Looking right at him right yeah, now. No. Exactly. No, uh, yeah. So just asked her and she was like, yeah, let's go do it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's an opportunity. We're It's in December. We're literally not doing anything. And uh, By let's, you mean she came along? No, unfortunately, she wasn't able to. We have a two year old. Okay. So, yeah, she and she's got, she's working like four jobs right now. Um, shout out to her. Yes. And uh, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin okay. Fisher. Way to go, Caitlin Fisher. Yeah. So she kills it. She's a court reporter. She she does everything. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, couldn't do life without her. But uh, yeah, she caddied for me actually for a couple of years whenever I was on Corn Ferry and uh, we first got married. And she kills it uh, when she's out there. But yeah, so I went to Argentina, decided to uh, to fly down there and end up getting super sick. Like insanely sick just from the flight don't fl- don't sleep on the plane since a 10 and a half hour flight so uh just looks like you know i'm gonna probably have to either withdraw or you know something's bad because i'm not even getting to really play practice round i'm kind of walking the course just not feeling great and uh my buddy and i peyton wilhoyt he's actually a uh he's from Cersei. now he lives in bryant and he's down there with me and so he's kind of going to the store getting me you know acetaminophen and just trying to get me through it uh, helping helping her brother out, and uh, ended up playing really well in the first two rounds. Made the cut, and uh, told my wife I was like, "Look, I don't think I can possibly get through, you know, the, the next two rounds." But fortunately, I got a caddy for the last two rounds, and uh, he basically he helped me carry the clubs. And even though he didn't speak a bunch of English, we could communicate through numbers. And so uh, 
come to the last hole with a one-shot lead and uh, two-putt from about 50 or 60 feet to, to get into the Open Championship. That's amazing. And the, it was not about the purse money. It was strictly about the pathway into the Open. Was that the goal for replaying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was the that was the whole idea because, uh, you know, PJ Tour, Latin America, it's just below Corn Ferry Tour, so they don't the purses aren't as big as Corn Ferry. And so, the you know, it's going to be a very expensive trip going to Buenos Aires. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, went down there and uh, knew that there was really one objective and uh, literally couldn't have, I couldn't have done it, you know, by myself. It was definitely, it was like literally God was just carrying me around, just trying to, it was like it was just his will for me to, to, to play really well. And, you know, I can't take any credit for it. It was all on him. That's amazing. So how big was the field? It was a 156 regular size field. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a lot of American players. No, no. Okay. Yeah, a lot of uh a lot of uh South Americans were mm-hmm. down there just because I mean, it's basically it's the 7th oldest tournament in the world. Had no idea about all any of these stats. Okay. But when we came to the last hole and there were like 2,000 people standing around it with these huge grandstands and um the guys in front of us, it was three Argentinians playing in front of us and they probably had 500 to 700 people following them. And nobody's following our group, which is ironic because we're the final group. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, whenever I made that last putt, I, I mean, I've, I mean, I guess I've heard a, new, a roar now going to the open because the guy made a hole in one right behind me in that. Mm-hmm. But whenever I made that putt, that was the loudest roar I'd heard up until then. So that's amazing. Great. How long was your final putt? It was four feet, and it was cool because it was streamed on YouTube. So like, everybody who knew that I was playing in it was able to watch me play like the last four holes. This is so, really cool. So you've Ooh. had seven months to get ready for the Open Championship. Obviously, I'm assuming you've been playing other events since then. Yeah, yeah, just because I've been playing full-time on the Corn Ferry Tour. But, yeah, I've definitely been looking forward to uh, to when I was playing last week, um, just trying to hit lower golf shots. And um, I went to an awesome golf course out in Colorado called Bally Neal that's uh, similar, like, link style because it's a sand-based golf course. And uh, so, yeah, just – Trying to prepare for that as much as I could. Talking to pro golfer Zach Fisher for just tuning in. So tell me about the trip. Give me kind of the the lowdown on getting there. What was it like? How did it meet expectations? I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, playing in a major. Did the wife get to go? Yeah, no. Right, like, my, my <laughs> wife, my little girl, my parents went. My mother-in-law went. My brother and my our brother-in-law and my sister went. Um, yeah, it was it was. We had basically the whole family there. So where'd it, you all stay? Did you guys have a house? Yeah, we just got an Airbnb. Um, it was in. Uh, so it was actually not in Liverpool. It's like just south of that in uh, Hoy Lake, and then it's on this thing called the Wirral Peninsula, which is basically the worst place for weather ever because it's <laughs> cold and it's raining. And I mean, everybody who watched it got to see the the weather in full force. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, we stayed in this place called Birkenhead. Beautiful, beautiful spot. It's 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 just hard to explain unless you've been to that part of the world how different it is. It's it's wild. The weather is. So how intimidating was it playing against the best in the world at this event? You know, it was it was really cool. Uh, Could you get paired? Did you get paired with anybody that only in the practice rounds? Okay. So you know, you can. It was basically you just sign up. I could have if Tiger Woods would have been there. I could have played with Tiger if I wanted to because it's you just sign up for on a tee sheet. And I ended up playing. Uh, I was going to play with Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, and somebody else, but I got bumped from that tee time. Someone took my spot. And so I ended up uh, playing. Is that a hierarchy thing, kind of, or how does that work? Like, if you signed up, somebody can bump you. Mm-mm, no, not supposed to. Like, I just, <laughs> I think, I think it's just because you know I'm ranked like 400 okay. in the world, and this other guy who bumped me was probably like top 50. Okay. Okay. And so they were like, "No, who I was it? Name names? Really. No, 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 we can't do that." Oh, okay, <laughs> so who'd you end up playing with? Who can we hate? Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up playing with uh, Victor Hovland, uh, uh, Max Homa, 
and Abe Answer. So, and That's I already good. knew, That's already knew. Salty. Yeah, oh yeah. So, so playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, and you know, I consider myself kind of an old man, more of a journeyman type guy now. But I play, I've played it since like 14 to 17. So I play with Max and I play with Abe a lot during that time when they were on that tour. Mm-hmm. And so I knew them really, really well. Um, I never met Victor because he's way younger than me. But uh, I ended up making a hole in one on the sixth hole in that round, which was one of the coolest experiences. Hit a four iron for like 195, held it up against the wind. And like as soon as I hit it, uh, Max looked at me. He goes, dude, that's an awesome shot. Like it's just in the air and it looks really good. And so I kind of took my eye off of it because, you know, it's a long shot. I'm like, it's going at the green. It's a practice round. And then all of a sudden, the fans just explode. And I'm like, I know exactly what just happened. Yeah. And they're all running around giving me high fives. It was one of the coolest moments. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. It was awesome. So how were the first two rounds for you, obviously, to make the cut? What what was working for you? How did you feel like you played? Yeah, man, the first two round, the first round I played awesome. Um, I had an out-of-bounds ball that was literally like maybe an inch out-of-bounds, and that cost me a double bogey. Was that on 18? No, that was on thir- in the first round. It was on number three. Number three was my nemesis hole because I had out of bounds twice on that hole. Mm. And uh, and it's so – you got 40 yards to the left. Like, it's so irritating. You, I mean, maybe 50 yards. You may have the whole golf course to the left. and <laughs> You just can't hit it right. And I hit it to the right. Um, so I made double there, and I three-putted the sixth hole, the one I made a hole in one on, ironically. And so if you take away and just give me pars on those holes, I shoot three under, and I'm, I'm right there. Um, and then after that, I kind of the swing just kind of left me a little bit. I putted really good the whole week. I just just didn't seem to just didn't strike it the way I needed to. And I mean, gosh, those bunkers out there are just gosh, they're evil if you get in there. Yeah, well, that's actually our question of the day today, and we haven't actually thrown that out to the listeners yet. But you can vote on Twitter. Uh, would you like to see more pot bunkers in the United States? And I saw a lot of people advocating for that because. I mean, honestly, if you know how to play out of sand, the, the sand in the, the United States is not particularly punitive. No, no, especially, I mean, you know, all the good equipment now with, you know, the rakes and, you know, the sand pro machines that go around and just the sand in general. Like, I mean, you could, we, you'd be way better off in the sand, you know, at Pleasant Valley than mm-hmm. you would, you know, being in the rough because the rough can be really thick and right. gnarly. But, you know, in the sand, it's going to sit the same way every single time. Whereas in, over there... I mean, you get up against those faces, and now they had to rake those, right? They changed how they <coughs> after the first round. Yeah, because I remember seeing they <laughs> after the first round, didn't they rake? They raked the the yeah the RNA. Or You're something, right. So they had to redo the sand traps. And right? ironically, I don't was think, that to make them slope more to yeah. the middle. So they didn't tell us this stuff. My dad actually <laughs> tells me this the next day, and I was like, from hey, watching the broadcast. Yeah, he had watched the broadcast, and uh, so yeah, the first day they had raked it to where. They were flat, right? Kind well, of. like you were coming down into the bunker, like say you were coming straight in, and it would roll down into the bottom and then go up against the face at the front. And so then you got no shot to get it towards the hole or whatever you're trying to go, like your goal. So it sloped to the yeah, front? Yeah, it was sloping towards the front. Oh so like gosh. if you were in the back, you're on the down slope oh with this huge face in front of you. Dang. Yeah. So the yeah, because they're not hard enough already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, ironically, in the, in the last hole, I'm playing with this guy, and his name is Tachi. He's from Hong Kong. He gets in there, and it's a par five. Hits it in there in two, like literally maybe 30 feet from the hole, like not far. But he's on one of those weird slopes, and he's got the leg out, you know, and this le- you know, this thing's two or three feet tall. Hits in the bunker. Hits in the bunker again. Chips it to the back of the bunker, then chips it out into the grandstands. Chips it back into the bunker. Oh. Chips it back out, makes 10. Wow. From... 
30 feet. He took eight shots. It was incredible. Did you have bunker shots you had to hit away from the hole? Uh, I never got in one greenside where I had to do that, but mm-hmm. every single time you get in the fairway bunker, yeah, it's I mean, it's auto, like, chip out. It's like being right behind a tree gotcha. and just chipping straight out. It's, yeah. That's really the best way of putting it. I like the way you speak to me in my terms. I can understand that. <laughs> Talking to Zach Fisher, for just tuning in, just got back from the Open Championship. So the weekend, obviously, I'm assuming, didn't didn't play the way you wanted to, at least didn't score the way you wanted to, but you did, again, make the cut. I mean, it's there were only two guys with Arkansas Connections that made the cut. I mean, Taylor Moore's made $4 million this year, and he didn't make the cut. John Daly's obviously had plenty of experience <laughs> at the Open Championship. And, again, you know, John's gone through – from a physical standpoint, a bunch of late, but just you and Lingworth were the only guys that, that made the cut. I mean, it is a significant achievement to do it in a major. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. It, it was hard in the moment, you know, not having my best game and, you know, seeing my name at the bottom of the leaderboard, you know, at, after making the cut. But when I go back and look at it, I mean, I took three sevens in the final round and shot eight over. So there were, I did a really a lot of good things, and you know I've got a few things that I'm I'm working out. I, I took this week off. I was planning on playing in Chicago, but I was like, look, I got to get my mind right. I'm tired, you know that flight over is a, a beating, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I just I feel like that. I feel like my game is close, and we have I think eight tournaments, something like that, left on the Corn Ferry Tour, and mm-hmm. you know I, I still think I could do some really really good things coming through the season. What do you need to finish on the Corn Ferry to get to the PGA? Uh, top 30 now, yeah. So and where are you? Be, uh, I don't know, 90-ish, somewhere around there. Okay. So all I got to do is win one tournament. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one week, is, it just completely changes everything. So, I mean, we're right there. And I've had, I haven't had I have had my best stuff this year, but, I mean, I played, like I said, I played really, really good in the third in the first round. So, Did you learn anything in playing in a major, or was it just once you tee it up, it's just like any other tournament? You know, I played in the 2013 U.S. Open at Marion, and – it was totally different. I think they only allowed 25,000 people there. And How old were you then? Man, a young man, 22 or 23. Yeah, it was You were crazy. too young to know any better. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like that I already had a little bit of experience with, you know, the pressure, I guess. But I hadn't experienced that many people. I think there were like 250,000 people there that whole week. And it was, it was insane. Um I birdied 17 in the final round, and there were probably you know five or six hundred people around that hole because it was one of the premier holes of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I made that putt for birdie, the just explosion into that that scene, like everybody's like slow clapping it while you're walking up. It's like you're going <laughs> to like a football game or a basketball game. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just those experiences, I'll definitely have forever. What's the grind been like? I mean, you just gave your wife some credit. Obviously, she's helping keep things together for you guys uh, while you're waiting for your big payday. I mean, what's it been like for you guys as a as a couple? Man, the best way is putting is a roller coaster. You know, I had status from 2014 and 2017 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, just, you know, thinking, you know, life is pretty easy, you know, just kind of getting through it. And then when I lost status um, from like 18 to, and then I got it back in, uh, for 20, 2022, um, you didn't realize how good something is until you lose it mm-hmm. type thing. And, uh, you know, just... You know, being a part of like the Simmons Bank team is awesome. Um, you know, they're just—it's such a, a great bank. And you know, Pat Anderson and Neil Day, like the, those guys are awesome. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Macris, like he's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so it's just—it's just really cool to uh, to be a part of like you know the Simmons Bank team. It's—it's it's, it, that's one of the cooler things. Have you spent much time with Will Zaltoris? No, ironically, you know, I actually played. He's a few years younger than me. Right. But he took a little while to get out there. I don't know if most people know that, but. He struggled with his putting early on, and then he once he figured out that style of putting he's doing, I mean, 
he'd always been a great ball striker, and the, one, the putting would always hold him back. And once he figured that out, dude, he's awesome. So we were with the women from the uh, the All Pro Tour the other day, I guess in Conway, yeah. and we were talking about what's the difference between this tour and you know the next tour, and then obviously the LPGA for you. What what are the biggest differences in whether it's Corn Ferry Tour events or the level of play, or how much difference is there in those two tours in your opinion? Man, I think honestly the Corn Ferry Tour it's harder to make the cut in the Corn Ferry events than it is on the PGA Tour. Like the just those guys are so competitive. It's it's unbelievable. Um, cuts every week or, I mean, especially this time of year, five, six, even seven under par. So if you don't birdie the par fives, it's it's a bogey. Like you're you're losing shots to fill big time. And on PGA Tour, the golf course is a little more difficult. And so like you can kind of you know have a bad hole, you not you know not birdie a par five. That's kind of difficult. And you can kind of make your way back up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know if you get a hot week and you have you know have a great week, you could you could change your life and. In a sense, so. sure. And the dudes on the yeah the corn ferry guys it seems like you look up and they're always going low like twenty two hundred <sighs> crazy it's numbers. It's insane. And and the golf courses are easy. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. Are they? No, mm-hmm. it's it's no. It's at the same time if you're off, like it'll come back to buy you quick. Sure. They're easy. They're easy by some people's standards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not ours. Can you stick around for a minute? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's hit a quick break. We'll come back and I want to ask you about uh, an incident that happened this last week and see if you got any more uh, anecdotes that you want to share from your trip over to England. Uh, we'll come back in just seconds. Ten forty eight. Zach Fisher joining us in studio, pro golfer, Texarkana native, went to Texas High. Close enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we still claim you. <laughs> you live right. here now, right? That's right. I live here now. You guys are in Benton? Yeah, Benton. Yeah. All right, welcome back. This is the segment we call Zach Fisher Sucks Up to His Wife, but we're also going to talk about a couple other things with him. <laughs> he is here. The uh, pro golfer just got back from the Open Championship. Now, he's been out to PB, and he's seen me, and and I'm, we've worked together, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, a couple more things on the open. What, like, what about eating and that kind of thing? What did you guys do? You guys get to enjoy any of the culture stuff? Is there culture to be enjoyed there? Yeah. I mean, what was it like? Man, so everybody made it sound like British food is the worst on earth, right? Like, that's all I heard about was just the food is terrible, terrible, terrible. I think Boo Weekly has a, a famous quote that says, you know, it's pretty rough over here. They ain't got no fried chicken. They ain't got no sweet tea. <laughs> but honestly, the food was amazing. Like, sweet fish and chips awesome they just got to learn how to put ketchup in in things like that's it's just now, don't can you get ketchup yeah i think you can get it but most of the places are kind of like walk up and you pick it up and then you take it home type thing hmm. oh. and so if you don't ask for it they don't it's not like a i don't know yeah. like a, a place here a fast food place here where they just automatically throw it in there right they just assume i guess you don't need it well not know. everywhere in the world is uh in you know fascinated by high fructose sugar like we are <laughs> ain't that the <laughs> truth man and that's the other thing the food is super it's it's a lot I don't know. It's better quality. Yeah, like the eggs and the milk. Every and the che- the cheese was awesome. That was that was one of the things I really enjoyed. Was just yeah. the the simple things like that. Yeah, that's what I've heard that too. Let me Do you ask have you, any uh, bangers and mash? I never got any bangers and mash. Um, I did. I mean, they they had a lot of. I'd like the shepherd's pie type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife got that one time, and yeah, that was awesome. I've had bangers and mash at Harry Potter World. And that was pretty legit. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> pretty pretty nerdy. Um, so let me ask you. Uh, there was a talk. Brian Harmon was talking about how he was getting heckled. Did you, as an American, get a hard time from any of the locals? No, because I was never a threat to them. They didn't see me as a uh, as a threat. So no, they were. They were the fans are super cool. I just, I definitely heard a lot of people talking about that, and I think that it was just the fact that I think they were just upset that 
an American was, you know, having a chance to win, you know, with, running away with it. Yeah, and Fleetwood's right mm-hmm. there, you know, with a chance yeah. to win. And, well, they had a local guy too that was yeah, top ten, Matthew Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a member there, and I think that they're just they're trying everything they can to help out their their guy. But you know, it's not like football. I mean, it's it's a little bit different in the fact that you know golf is supposed to be more of a gentleman's sport, right. quotes, and it just. I guess they just kind of looked over that. I talked about it the other day. I think it's super douchey. I just don't think it's cool. And, I mean, it's fine to root for your guy. But, it's, again, it's an individual sport. I just don't – rooting against guys or talking trash to guys who you've paid money to come and watch play, yeah. I think is completely loser mentality. I just don't like it. No, no. Um, two players well, – And I'm a loser because at Brookline in 19 well, – when was that? When did we win in Brookline? <laughs> well, the Ryder yeah. Cup is a different Way animal. Different. I have no issue with that. I went at my – Colin Montgomery. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the Ryder Cup's different. It's a team game, even though it's still I, I know, individual. I, I have no issue with that. No. I think it's great, actually. I love that. <laughs> and even if you're an American, you're playing over there in the Ryder Cup. I'd love to get booed. That'd be I awesome. actually <laughs> did it one time and then felt felt sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting Roasted, murdered. yeah. <laughs> murdered. Two players having lunch after the second round of the PGA Canada event in Ottawa last Friday noticed that Justin Doden listed at three under on the scoreboard. The problem is... Uh, that's not what they had him at because he was at one under, which means he was just going to miss the cut. Apparently, he went back and erased his score and wrote in a different score. Have you ever heard of this happening before? I, uh, I've i never heard of it personally. Uh, I definitely read that article, too, the same thing. And, yeah, I, I'm just I, – I mean, literally, you're going to go that far to, to, you know, try to get an advantage to the point where, you know – the other crazy thing was if they wouldn't have caught it, there would have been 12 people that missed the cut um, because it was actually right on the number. Mm. And so whenever the guy withdrew, he didn't get disqualified. He ended up withdrawing before the officials uh, could get him. That let you know all the other people in. Which, would, but that, you know, that could have killed somebody's career if they mm. did. They missed the cut, and that that could have changed things for them. That's pretty egregious. But I'm sure you've heard plenty of situations where guys tweak the rules a bit, maybe. You know, maybe they don't put their ball exactly yeah. back where their mark was, or, you know, maybe, I don't know, foot wedge. No. You know, like, there's things there's, that go on, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Those, those things are illegal. Yeah. <laughs> not for us, Joe. We're, we're scrubs not getting paid. <laughs> when, did this, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest the biggest rules infringement that happens that, you know, most people kind of, you know, get as a gray, gray area is whenever you're taking a drop. Like, say you hit it in the water hazard or something, mm-hmm. and... They're not sure about where to drop it. Yeah, that's where people. Is that being unsure, or is that uh, trying to gain an advantage? You think most guy, most times. Uh, a combination. Gotcha. Definitely a combination. We're we're out of time. I really appreciate you coming up. Wish you the best of luck in the future. When's your next event? Uh, leaving for Salt Lake City next week. Okay, so. Corn Ferry. Yeah, Corn Ferry. Event. Good deal. Well, have a have a great time and uh, go win one. And let's get you on the PGA Tour soon. And you can come back and hang out with us. We don't have any yeah. resident PGA guys who hang out with us very much. So I'd that's l- pretty cool. I'd love it. Love it. Okay, you got thirty seconds to kiss your kiss up to your wife. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, honey. Wish you uh, wish you could have been up here with me doing this, but uh, thanks for being at home with our little girl and uh, also working as hard as you do. And uh, I love you so much, and I uh, can't wait to see you in just a little bit. How can you not love this guy? <laughs> That's good you karma, just, buddy. You just ruined it for me. <laughs> yep. Uh, listen, Zach, thanks, buddy. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank we'll you. We'll get you back up. You can bring your wife and daughter with you next time, Let's too. Let's do it. She'll Let's talk more than any of us. We'd love to have her. <laughs> 10.58. Good luck, man. All right, thanks. Appreciate it.